0: Convicted and Convinced, a message from God's Word for you. Here's Pastor Robert Manessis. I want to begin with this quote again from the Signs of the Times, 1894. Ellen White says here, God would have us study the events that are taking place around us. She continues, and compare them with the predictions of, this, of His Word in order that we may understand that we are living in the last days. I'm going to say today, we are going to do exactly this today. Exactly this. Okay? She continues. That we may know we are living in the last days. We want our Bibles, and we want to know what is written therein the diligent student of prophecy will be rewarded with clear revelations of truth for jesus said thy word is truth amen let me tell you what we're going to do and then we're going to do it what we're going to see what we're going to see is that god jesus in matthew 24 also gives us a historical timeline of events of this world that we can follow to take us and direct us to where we would be in earth's history, okay? And then number two, we're going to see that all the signs that He talked about in Matthew 24, Luke 21 and those things, the world is telling us, we're going to see article after article that the world is telling us that we are living in pretentious times, that things are not as usual, amen? And number three. We're gonna see some spirit of prophecy quotes that will wrap it all, all up. You guys, with me? Here we go. The video I'm gonna to show to you is just a cos, a little microcosm of the wording we're gonna see. Listen to his words very carefully. In Panama City Beach, Florida, and this region just endured one of the worst hurricanes in American history, the worst hurricane to ever hit the Florida Panhandle, the worst hurricane to ever hit the United States in the month of October on record. Those words there that he says, we're going to see it's going to be repeated by different news articles in every aspect of life, the weather, the finances, morality, everything you can think of, those words will resound and repeat ever on record, we've never seen this before, those type of words is going to be proclaimed by the world to tell us, for a good Bible student will hear these words and say, things are happening, Christ is soon to come. Now, I want to say this, that as we study prophecy and what's happening in the world, It's not to lead us to be event seekers, which we should be knowing what's happening. What this is to do is to wake God's people up to see where they are and how close they are to Jesus. Amen. You see, these things are supposed to resound in our hearts to say, Lord, am I ready for your soon coming? Am I close to you? Have I given my life to you? This is what it's supposed to do to God's people. Amen. Now, look at this article here I'm going to show you. This article here, Uh, Well, not yet. What we're seeing here, that the world, in Time Magazine, as they bring out that the world is worried, that rush hour terror, the wild weather, H1N1, and now the middle one, we know very well, that the world has stopped because of this COVID-19. But look at this article here. As the world is wondering what's happening, God's people know what's happening. This article was back in 2018 in the New York Times, credible source. And this was a time when in Thousand Oaks, California, they just experienced a major shooting and tragedy, and then literally days later, they had to then brace themselves for the fires that raged. Look at this article. Lonnie Schrader, a pastor, said he and his family were hosting acquaintances who were evacuated from their homes. He expressed shock that the community had to pivot so quickly from Wednesday night shooting to fire preparation. He continues now, and I quote him, because it's an emergency, you have to suck it up and do what you can, and you put your emotions on a shelf a little bit to process later. And then he said this, I don't know what in the world is going on. The world… Now, I don't know who this, who this man is here, but this is the resound of the world. We don't know what's happening. We don't know why all these things are happening, but again we're going to see that a good Bible student will know where this is leading. Amen. We know what's happening because the Word of God has shown us why this is happening. If you have your Bibles, go to the book of Matthew chapter 24, here we go. In Matthew chapter 24, Jesus also gave us a historical timeline here, missed by many people. It's also, of course, seen in Daniel chapter 2 and Daniel 7, all these prophetic chapters we know give us historical timeline of events and kingdoms that would rise and fall to lead us down earth's history, but also here in Matthew chapter 24, we see a historical timeline. Say amen when you get there. And at home, you can say amen as well. So let's begin in verse 30 through 33, our scripture reading, and then we will get the context of what's happening here. Matthew 24, verse 30, Jesus says, Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear where? In heaven. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and not just glory, great glory. Verse 31, then He, Jesus, will send His angels with a great sound of a trumpet and will gather together His elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Verse 32, Christ now gives us a parable that puts us in the perspective on what we need to understand. Verse 32. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and put forth leaves, what do you know is near? Summer is near, right? Very clear illustration. When you see that the fig tree is doing its thing, it's blossoming, whatever it is, you know when you see this with your eyes, with your what? With your eyes, when you see the tree do its thing and begin to to do what it has to do, you know that summer is, what's the word, near. Verse 33 then, he then tells us this, So you also, who's you here? Yes. So you also, look. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near, at the doors, and our question is, what are all these things that we are to look for? Well, it's what he just got done talking about in the previous verses. Are you with me? Let's go back to chapter 23 now, and let's look at verses 37 through 39. Matthew 23, 37 through 39. Let's get the context here. The Bible says, that, and Jesus said here, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the ones who kill the prophets and stone those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I say to you, you shall see me no more till you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Chapter 24 now. The context of chapter 24 is this, that Jesus looks at the city and the temple of Jerusalem and His disciples are hearing Him as He's lamenting over the city and the temple and God's people who have just rejected Him as the Messiah. The Messiah they've been waiting for for thousands of years, He was there and they missed it. And Christ is sad here, His heart is broken. And his disciples try to cheer him up. Chapter 24, verse 1. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. Lord, why is why do you look so down? Why, why do you look so sad here? Let me cheer you up. Look, look at this beautiful temple here and, and uh, uh, the mighty temple that, we, that we're so accustomed to. Look at the city here, so beautiful and grand. And wh- why look so sad, Lord? And then he says in verse 2 And Jesus said to them, Do you see all these things? The temple and the city. I surely, assuredly, I say to you, not once stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. What does Jesus tell them here? What's going to be destroyed? Yeah, The temple and the city. Now, to their mindset here, this was beyond devastating. you understanding. They hear that the temple of God was going to be destroyed again. And the city Jerusalem, I mean, to them, this was beyond devastation to hear. Are you understanding? Verse chapter uh, 24, verse 3 Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the what? End of the age. And now what Jesus miraculously does here, listen carefully, is He begins to name events that would happen in this world's history that would lead us all the way down the stream of time to His return. Are you ready? Let's begin in verse 15. He begins, Matthew 24, you have to put the pieces together. Let's do it. Matthew 24, I'm going to read verses 15 through 20 as Christ begins to give us a historical timeline here. Here we go. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who were in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who was on the housetop not go down and take anything out of his house. And let him who was in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and those who are nursing babies in those days, verse 20, and pray that your flight might not be on the winter or on the Sabbath. You see, Christ said something very fascinating here that God's people work to see. Now again, what do you use to see things? Your eyes. Now here's our question. Look at this. Back to verse 15. Jesus said again, therefore, when you, what's the word? Yeah, when you see the abomination of desolation, verse 16 says, then let those who are in Judea do what? Flee to the mountains. Let's stop there. Jesus said, when you see, I want you to flee. Okay, hold on to those words there. When you see, I want you to what? What? Flee. Now, our question is, what does it mean, the desolation of, uh, of desolation? Now, I want to say this before we continue. I believe, biblically, that there is a dual application here that we don't have time to get into today. Right now, we're just looking at the historical framework, okay? Now, in Luke's account, look at it on the screen here. In Luke's account, he makes it clear of what Christ means here. When you see the abomination of desolation, what are you to do? Flee. Take a look, Luke 21, verse 20 and 21, but when you, what's the word, see Jerusalem surrounded by armies. Now, let me ask you a question, who were the armies or what nation was ruling during the time of Jesus and the disciples? Rome was, right? The imperial Rome or pagan Rome was ruling the world, and they ruled for a very long time, 168 B.C. to 476 A.D., okay? So, Jesus says, when you see the Roman army surround what city? Jerusalem. Then let those who are in Judea do what? Yeah, flee to the mountains. Here we go. Luke expounds on what Matthew 24 said, and he makes it very clear that what God's people were to be looking for was that when they saw uh, the Roman armies surround the city of Jerusalem, what was near? Desolation. And it would do them well to do what? To flee to the mountains, because persecution was coming. Now, amazingly enough, in A.D. 66, The Roman armies did arrive and surround Jerusalem. Now, Rome got sick and tired of the bigotry and the rebelliousness of the Jewish leaders and the Jewish people, and they had enough. And in 66 A.D., exactly as Christ had foretold, the armies came and surrounded the city. Now, why would God call this an abomination? Because if you know, the Roman armies would come, and they would come with standards with their gods on it. In other words, we come to conquer in the name of our gods. And they would therefore, they would place the standards on the ground, and they would therefore be there to conquer and say, our God is greater than your God. And this here, coming in paganism and putting their standards there in holy Jerusalem was an abomination. And in AD 66 this happened. Now here's the amazing thing. Historians and scholars do not know, it's a mystery, that the Roman armies Uh, When they were there in 60s AD, after a while, they packed everything they had and left. And historians don't know why. It just happened. Now, any good Christian who had heard the words of Jesus that said, when you see the armies coming, flee. Now, here's the thing. You can't flee when armies are surrounding the city. But when the armies left... Guess what the Christians did? They left as well. And three years later, in A.D. 69, Rome returns now with a different leader or general, Titus. And exactly as Christ had foretold, in A.D. 70, this is a historical event, in A.D. 70, exactly as Jesus had foretold there in Matthew 24. You will see the temple and Jerusalem be destroyed, and not one stone shall be left upon another. Well, what happened there? You see, when they came back a few years later, they encircled the city, and what they do is they wait. Because guess what? If you can't leave the city, no one can come into the city, and there's no buying and selling and eventually you go hungry and what began to happen is is that the people inside the city began to starve to death and eventually they opened the doors to try to do something and the armies came in and the uh, the city uh, um, got um, put up in fire. There, the fire. They, they the city went up in flames, and the gold melted. And the gold got in between the stones. And to get the the gold, they had to take every stone out. Therefore, as Christ predicted, not one stone shall be left upon another. And it happened in seventy A.D. Check. Are you with me? Now Christ continues in the historical timeline through the streams of time. Go back to Matthew 24. How did Jesus know that the armies would come and leave and return again? He knew. Now listen to this. Not one Christian, not one believer in Jesus who heard the words and left died, but over a million Jews died that day. It does people well to heed the words of Jesus. Amen. We're back in Matthew 24. Now Christ continues. We're in verse 21. Look what Christ said would begin to happen next. So, we now come to verse 21. He says, For then, after this, expect this. For then there will be a great tribulation such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, ne'er ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh will be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be what? Will be shortened. Listen carefully. Exactly as Christ had foretold. Especially during the time of Diocletian, a Roman emperor, in 303 A.D. So look at this. In 70 A.D., Jerusalem and the temple came crashing down by Rome. Now listen, at about three it it happened before, but Diocletian in 303, the emperor really laid it on thick that God's people were extremely tortured by by Diocletian, and he would lead them into the Colosseum and He would have them burned alive there. Now, this is this is just incredible and how cruel these people were. I've been to the Colosseum. Anybody else in Rome? And there's plaques there, there's plaques there, and it says before the main event of the gladiators, there would be the appetizer events, and it would be this. They would lead the heretics, those who were against Rome and uh, wanted to follow Jesus. Men, women, and children would be led into the Colosseum, and they would unleash the lions and the tigers, and they would have fun watching as the lions and tigers demolished these people. When it got dark, he would put Christians in crucifixions and light them on fire to light up the Colosseum. And then after imperial Rome went down, papal Rome continued, and then the dark ages and inquisitions and all those things continued. And guess what? Many historians on the screen, many historians say that millions of Christians were slain for their faith in this terrible tribulation period. So great, so great that God literally had to put it to an end. Exactly as Christ foretold, a great tribulation period as never was began on God's people, starting with imperial Rome into papal Rome. Are you understanding? Now, listen. Scholars understand that this time period, beginning with Diocletian and then eventually the Dark Ages, lasted over a thousand years. That's a long time, exactly as God predicted. Now look at what Jesus said would happen next after this time. Now look, this time period of persecution leads us past the 1600s into the 1700s, okay? That was the Dark Ages, Middle Ages. Look at verse 29 now. Look what Jesus says would happen next in history. Look at verse 29 of chapter 24. You have to put the pieces together. Look at this. Immediately after the what? Yeah. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be what? Shaken. Look what Jesus says. After this tribulation period, which we know the Dark Ages ended, you know, around 16, 1700s, we come to that time. And then Jesus says, what you're going to see next is that events will happen. The sun will become darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven. Now, look at this. In the book of Revelation, it gives us a piece that Matthew leaves out. It's on the screen. In the book of Revelation, chapter 6, verses 12 and 13. Look at how we see the same wordings of Jesus, but there's an event that happens that Matthew left out, but Revelation fills in. I looked when he opened which seal? Which seal? The sixth. Now, here's the thing. There's only seven seals, friends. And the seventh seal is the coming of Jesus, (laughs) okay? And when he opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a what? A great earthquake... And, here we go, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair. The sun did not give its light. We saw that in Matthew. And the moon became like blood. And the stars of heaven fell to the earth. We see this in Matthew. Sun became black. And the moon and the stars. But what Matthew left out, Revelation fills in. That before the sun becomes black, an event would happen before that. A great earthquake. And look at this. In 1755, the great Lisbon earthquake happens. What did Christ say? Immediately after the great tribulation period, which we know led us into the 1700s, he says or revelation fills in that before the sun becomes darkened a great earthquake will happen and in 1755 in Lisbon you probably heard of it 60,000 plus died largest documented felt area of any shallow earthquake also felt in North Africa Spain France Switzerland and Italy check Christ is giving us here a historical timeline of things. Jerusalem, eighty seventy, 70, it happens. Long tribulation period. Yes, Lord, it's happened. He's taken us down now to about the 1700s. Look for an earthquake. It's happened. And what did he say was coming next? The sun would what? That's right. Guess what? In 1780 on May 19, a day of supernatural darkness, I'm quoting here, the, I'm quoting the Connecticut Historical Collections, look what it says, in 1780 a day of supernatural darkness occurred and it was not an eclipse. Timothy the says that 19th of May of 1780 was a remarkable dark day, candles were lighted in many houses and the birds were silent and disappeared and the fowls retired to roost. This happened about noonday, and the animals were confused. They're like, Mercy, we just woke up. It's time for bed already. <laughs> Continues, as a very general opinion prevailed that the day of judgment was at what hand. Look at this. 1755, the Lisbon earthquake occurred, it happened. 1780, the dark day, it happened. What would happen next according to Jesus? Look at verse 29. The sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light, that happened that same night as well, and then the stars would what? Fall from heaven. Look at this, in 1833, Peter Milliam, the falling of the stars, the telescope, he says this in 1940, that the great star shower took place in the night of November 13 of 1833. It was so bright that a newspaper could be read on the street. One writer says, for nearly four hours the sky was literally ablaze. Men thought the end had come. Historical events that would begin to lead us down the streams of time to show us where we would be in earth's history and to point us to the coming of Jesus. Now, you're going to say 1833 was a long time ago, but Christ is not done. Are you with us so far where Christ has left us off here in the spectrum of time and history, right? 1833. Now, let's see what Christ would say happened after this. Let's take a look. Back to Matthew. Back to Matthew chapter 24. Say amen if you're there. Okay. Let's get our bearings. 70 AD, Christ said, you will see Jerusalem and the temple destroyed. It happens. Then Jesus said, a long tribulation period would come, and it happened exactly, starting with Diocletian really, uh, and Imperial Rome. Imperial Rome fell, Papal Rome took over, Dark Ages, Inquisitions, and it took us all the way down past a thousand years of this terrible persecution period, down around the 1700s. Christ said, then a great earthquake will rise. Revelation says that, and it happened in 70 1755, then Jesus said, and Revelation says, the sun will not, uh, uh, will, will go dim. 1780, it happens. Then the star shower, 1833, it's happened. Mercy! Are you with me? Now listen, good Bible students. In 1844, Christ enters his last phase of his ministry. Are you with me? As he entered the most holy place, to start his last phase of ministry, 1844. Now, look what Christ would be said would begin to happen next. Let's go. We're in chapter 24, verse 23 through 25. Put the pieces together. Look. And then, if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Christ, or there, do not believe it. For false Christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the very elect. See, I told you what? Beforehand. And lo and behold, look at the screen. All these people began to rise and say that they were the Christ, and these are just the notable ones here. We had men here like Jim Jones who who began to lead people away from the Bible, and he used to be a very prominent preacher, but when you begin to go away from the Bible, there's trouble. Amen. And he began to lead people, and he led them to Jonestown there, and they all committed suicide. Now, let me say this. There is honor to die for Jesus, but listen, more than die for Him, Christ wants you to live for Him. I hope some of, that, some of you got that. Then we had some uh, David Koresh who claimed to be a Christ, and this man, Marshall Applewhite in the Heaven's Gate cult, and they be- committed suicide, this man claimed to be Jesus, and then this man here, uh, Jesus Luis de-, de Miranda, and his own personal website, the man Christ Jesus, Dr. Jesus Luis de, de-, de- Jesus Miranda, is coming to the USA, the King of King and Lord of Lords. Now this man is dead by now and his tomb is occupied, amen. But look at this, this is Wikipedia and these are just the names of people in the 20th and 21st century who claim to be Jesus. Christ said, then you'd begin to see people pop up to say, I am the Christ, but to believe them. And as we see in history, A plethora, a plethora of people began to show up in the 20th century, 21st century, claiming to be Jesus. And then Christ says, beware of false prophets. Beware of these false prophets who begin to do signs and wonders. Now, let me say something, friends. We're not here to to judge anyone, but the Bible says here that just because they perform signs does not mean it's from God. Because it says that even Satan can do signs and wonders. How do you decipher? How do you decipher if it's true or not? If they're not preaching a thus saith the Lord, therefore it's false. Amen. Truth with error is deception. Happening all sorts of False prophets arising and show and, uh, uh, leading people astray. Now I hope you're sitting down because look at this. Christ then said that events would be going to arise in this history that would be extremely, extremely prevalent. Are you ready for this? Now we're going to really hit the gas. Are you with me so far? Christ has led us really pretty much all the way down past the 20th century to the 21st century. And now look what begins to happen here. I want us to go back to Matthew chapter 24. Take a look at this. What does Christ say will begin to happen right before He comes? Look. Chapter 24 verse 4 says, And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. And in this chapter alone, the word deception happens three times, because deception would run rampant in the last days. And if God's people are not studying the Bible carefully and not just studying it but applying it to their lives, Jesus said even the very elect could be deceived. This is serious business. Because the name of the game has always been salvation, lost and saved, friends. Satan wants all to be lost. Christ wants all to be saved. Verse 4, take Jesus, uh, verse 5 now. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. We've seen that. Verse 6. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you do not be troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Verse 7. For a nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, and pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. Go to verse 10. And then many will be offended, will betray one another. And will hate one another. You know, that's so true. You know, today people are offended by everything. Everything offends people. There is no truth. You say something true, they get offended. It's coming a time when you want to stand by a thus saith the Lord, you will be looked at. What's the word? Not nicely. oh, you're offending me. Well, Jesus never looked to offend anybody, neither do I. But sometimes the Word of God steps on people's toes, and that's okay, friends. That's an appeal by God, because I believe that this is my standard of life. I hope it is for you as well. Listen, I'm not here to be politically correct. I'm here to be biblically correct. We continue in verse 11, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Now look at this, and, many, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold, but he who endures till the end shall be saved, and the gospel of the kingdom will be preached to all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will what? Luke expounds on this. Take a look on the screen here, Luke 21, and the earth, the stress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the power of heavens will be what? Will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up, and lift up your eyes because your redemption draws nigh. Amen. Now here's the key before we launch into this. I know that there's always been earthquakes. Amen. I know that there's always been people hungry. I know that there's always been killings and earthquakes. I know this, but the key to unlock what Christ is saying here, it's found in verse 8 of Matthew 24. Take a look. This is the key. This is the key that unlocks it right here. Matthew chapter 24, verse 8. Say amen when you get there. This is the key right here. All these things, my version says, is the beginning of sorrows. But a better translation would say this. It's on the screen. The NIV here gets it a little better. It says, all these things are the beginning of birth pains. That's the key. Christ is not saying that all of a sudden you'll see an earthquake happening in the last days. He's not saying that at all. Or, oh, Wilf, we've never seen anybody go hungry before. No, 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 that's not what he's saying at all. Or Levy, look, there's a disease. No, no, Christ is not saying that at all. He's saying that just like a woman who's in labor, God bless all women, and the baby is close to coming, The contractions increase in intensity and in frequency. Hold on to those words there. You're going to see it by the world. That as the baby gets close to coming, how do you know what signs are there? She's always had contractions, but you know it's close when they increase in intensity and in. Here we go. What we're going to do next as we round it up and begin to to, to, to the last corner here of our message. Christ has led us on a historical timeline down the stream of time to our day-to-day. And then he says this, Miss Brenda, you're going to see things happening in the world with such an increase in intensity and frequency that you have to be asleep at the wheel not to see what's happening. Are you with me? So let's see what the world is telling us. Let's see what the what? What the world is telling us. Here we go. A Lot of slides. Here we go. Well, we know that the 20th century is the deadliest century, 180 million deaths from war alone. The reality is, is that really not too long ago, people were just killing each other with bow and arrows and little pistols. Friends, today, things have changed dramatically. And just in the 20th century alone, we've had World War I and II, Vietnam War, Korean War, Indochina Conflict, Iran-Iraq War, Middle East conflicts, Tribal Wars in Africa, rumors of wars. I mean, this stuff here, the wars, this is just obvious here, but nothing like what we see today or have seen in the 20th century. It has spiked, not just in battle, but in the worldwide scale. It's unprecedented. We continue. Luke says and there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars, and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity, men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. Is that not true today? Absolutely. People are scared. They don't know what's happening in the world. They are perplexed, but God's Word says this would happen, but we know what's happening. Look at this here. Look at this here. Let's look at the world in perplexity and upheaval in nature. Look at these slides, friends. The world today truly, truly is perplexed and fear. And they're also confused. The world is in a place that it's never seen before, they don't know what to think. And Jesus said this would happen that the world would be in a state that no one had ever seen before. Now, I don't have many white hairs. I got married, one came out. I had kids, more came out. Little joke. Pray for me when I get home. But I know that there are people that have lived a lot longer than I have, and they have told me, Pastor, I've lived a long time, but I've never seen anything like this take a look. Let's see if the world is telling us. You see, the war on terror around the world is the new war. And people today don't know where they can go or where a safe place can be because it's all over. Even here in the United States, the reality is, friends, that you and I can walk into Walmart and we don't know what's going to happen because we don't know what people are going to do. You see, I was preaching some meetings in um, in, um, in, in, in Alabama, and a pastor of another, he said this, he said this, that I used to tell my congregation that the church was the safest place to be. Today, I can't do that. Look at this. The Bible says that the sea and the waves would be roaring. This here is not a Hollywood movie. It's a video from a person's camera showing us exactly what God had foretold would happen in the last days, that the seas and the waves would be roaring. We call these tsunamis. And the number of tsunamis in the past few years are more than ever before have been seen. This is serious things that are happening. Look at this here. 2015, a year of record-breaking extreme weather. Look at this. The world is telling us again. The world is telling us that things are unusual. Look at the wording here. The rocks are crying out. Look. Statue of Climate, released annually by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, found in 2014, was a record year for extreme weather. The warmest year across the globe, land and ocean surfaces since records began in 1880. In other words, it was the hottest year ever recorded on Earth. This year is shaping up to be no different. In 2015, has seen record-breaking heat, cold, precipitation, and drought. Take a look. January. Globally, January was the second warmest on record. February. Boston endured 64.8 inches of snow, the snowiest month in the cities. What's the word? History. March. New York and Vermont experienced record cold temperatures of the first three months of the year, beating records set almost a century ago. April. California snowpack shrunk to record low levels. South Dakota had its driest January and April ever. Alaska had its warmest May on record. Florida had its hottest March to May ever. And look at this, Tropical Storm Anna, uh, when it made landfall in South Carolina, became the second her earliest tropical cyclone to hit the U.S. and recorded history. Oklahoma and Texas had their wettest month of any month on record. Incredible. It continues. In June, Illinois, Indiana, and Ohio had their wettest June on record. Pakistan suffered its deadliest heat wave ever. California, Idaho, Oregon, Utah, and Washington all had their hottest June ever. In fact, the first six months combined were the hottest ever. Combined with the last six months of 2014, it was the hottest 12-year stretch in 136 years of record record keeping. This is unusual. The words, record, ever seen before. Let me summarize it to you, saints. We've never seen this before. Continues. I have more. July. A heat wave brought record temperatures across Europe. It's not just here. Look at this one here. Uh, Apocalyptic thoughts amid nature's chaos. You would be forgiven. Look at this article here. 2017. Vicious hurricanes all in a row. One having swamped Houston and another about a buzz through Florida after ripping up the Caribbean. Wildfires bursting out of all over the West after a season of scorching hot temperatures and years of dryness. And late Thursday night off the coast of Mexico. Monster of an earthquake. Things are just happening around the clock. You can't breathe anymore. All these things are happening. We continue. Look at this one. Harvey runs, uh, as Harvey's uh, reigns unfolded, what's the word? The? Ah, the intensity. God's people who study Bible, that word there should spring in their ears. The intensity. Look, this flood went as an this flood event is an entirely different scale than what we have seen before in the United States. There is nothing in the historical record that rivals this. I've never seen anything of this magnitude or size. This is something that hasn't happened in our modern era or observation. What is he saying? We've never seen anything like this before. The intensity of Harvey has never been seen before on earth. That's Bible language but he's not a pastor. We continue. You see, Here we see that around, I think it was 2017, we had Hurricane Katia, Irma, and Jose all at the same time and also we had the fires there, the flooding here, the earthquakes in Portugal and Mexico and everything happening in the Middle East all at one time. But yet, there's people out there who are complete sleep at the wheel and Christ said, When you begin to see these things, look up. And last week we talked about scoffers. Oh, yeah, every time something happens, you people say that it's a sign of the times. Things are happening. You're going to close your eyes to it and be extremely disappointed and unprepared, or you're going to wake up and draw close to Jesus. Amen. Let's go. A few more. Look at this. 2018, the most destructive and deadliest blaze in state history, California. Deadliest wildfire in California history. And then look at this. Then it said they had the largest fire in California history. Don't miss it. In the same year, they had the deadliest wildfire in California history and also had the largest wildfire in California history. That's incredible. We know this one, Hurricane Michael, this is the most intense storm to hit the panhandle in recorded history. The rocks are crying out. Look at this one, 2018 brought hurricanes, winter storms, severe weather, cold outbreaks, floods, and drought, but there were some weather events this year that were downright, what's the word? Strange. Look at the wording here. They included weather phenomena in unusual locations, record breakers. These are are words that God's people need to understand that Christ said would begin to happen. Look at this one here. The Midwest is facing record-breaking cold. What's the word that we keep seeing over and over again? Yeah, record-breaking. Never seen before. Never recorded before in history. They're all the same. They're all the same. This is the coldest air many of us will will ever, will, will have ever experienced. Look at this. There is a record breaking cold air temperature with wind chill values not seen in the 21st century in Iowa, 2019, record breaking. Look at this one here, Hawaii, snow falls in Hawaii State Park, first time ever. But, hey, you religious people, man, you guys, every time, no, 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 this isn't religious articles. This is news articles. The rocks are crying out that we're living in unusual times, that what's happening in the world today is trying to wake the world up to say, Christ is soon to come, and I'm going to preach it, and I'm going to preach it, and I'm going to preach it, because I'm going to tell you right now, Jesus is soon to come. The rocks are crying out. For the first time ever, first time it has fallen in a state park and at the lowest altitude ever recorded for snowfall in the state. Look at this. Worldwide, June 19 was the hottest June ever. July 19 was the Earth's hottest month in record. Earth just experienced the hottest September in 2019, record record breaker. Look at this one here. 2000, an unusual early storm. Look at the wording. The extraordinary intensity. Those words there, look at this one. Wildfire in California, snow in North Dakota, and rain in the east. Severe weather from wildfire to record snowfall is hitting the states all across the U.S. Unusual October freeze warnings. Look at this one. Multiple records for snowfall and record lows in October are set in Colorado. It's everywhere. Look at this one. This year of January of 2020, Uh, In just a span of three days, three volcanic eruptions had occurred in volcanoes found in the Philippines, Japan, and Mexico. That's as far as you're going to get, Mexico and the Philippines and Japan. In three days, these erupted massively, all at the same time, pretty much. Never seen before. This article here, I hope you're sitting down for it. I'm going to say this. This is not written by a pastor or any religious figure, it's just a meteorologist who looks at the weather and look at the wording uh, they use here. Again, not a pastor, not a religious figure, just a normal article, secular. Take a look. Each year we have extreme weather, but it's unusual to have so many extreme events around us, uh, around the world, what's the words? at once. Look, the heat wave in Australia, the flooding in UK, the UK, uh, most recently the flooding and extensive snowstorm in the Middle East. It's already a big year in terms of extreme weather and calamity. Such events, wow, are increasing in intensity and in frequency. That's what Jesus said. But this is not a pastor. This is not a religious figure. This is not someone trying to, let me preach to you what the Bible says. I look at the world and I say this, that these things that are happening are increasing in intensity and in frequency. And a good Bible student will heal these words and say, yes, Jesus is soon to come. This is unusual. Christ predicted this. Is it time to sleep and say, well, Lord, I... I'll talk to you later and go about your normal day life and put God in the back burner and say, Lord, you know what? I don't have all the time for you. You're a little bit part of my life, but you know, you're not really all the part of my life. It's not time for that, friends. This is to say, hey, wake up here. Jesus needs to be number one in life. We're almost done. All right, this one, what's the, what's the date I have here? May 19th of this year. What's today's date? Yeah, literally, literally just a few days ago, literally. Hot off the press, as they say. Strongest storm ever recorded in the Bay Area, in the Bang- look at this. The storm comes as both India and Bangladesh struggle to bring local coronavirus outbreaks under control. Tackling both disasters at once will be challenging for the two governments, especially if they attempt to maintain social distancing, packed evacuation centers, and emergency shelters. You have the coronavirus issue, and now they're about to face the greatest uh, hurricane they've ever seen before on record coming their way, serious business. All right. what about crimes? Look at this here in violence, Christ said, and many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will do what? Will grow cold. Second Timothy chapter 3 says, but in the last days, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good. Is that today? That's today in a nutshell. Traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from each people turn away. People say, oh, you know, I I think we're living in the last days. I don't think it. I know it. I know we are. Just hang with me. Hang with me. Look at this article here. Teens, teens charged after allegedly killing Australian student in Oklahoma for the fun of it. Pictured with guns and stacks of cash, three teens charged over the murder of a college baseball star shot because they were bored. Now, let me tell you, friends, again, I'm a young guy here, and, you know, when I was bored, this is what I would do. I would, I, I'm actually old enough to say that I didn't have any of this. You, ever, you, ever, you guys remember that phones used to be on a wall? Anybody? Right? You actually had to like go to the wall and pick it up or it was like on the counter. You have to like, hey, you know, run to the phone. Amen. You don't have to run to the phone anymore. The phone's running to you. But look, when I got bored, I would pick up the phone and say, hey, let's go play some basketball, man. Let's go ride some bikes. Let's go somewhere. Never had a thought, hey, I'm bored. What do you want to do? Let's go kill somebody. This is, this is, this is unusual. It's unusual. Christ said people would hate each other. And the love of money would grow what? But we've never seen anything like this again. You can't even go to church anymore. And feel safe. Here's the worst you can't even go to school anymore and feel safe. Let me tell you something, friends. To walk into an elementary school and begin to shoot little kids for no reason is unusual. Just for the whatever it is. And the reality is, friends, those people are possessed not by the Spirit of God, but by the enemy to do that, okay? But let me say this, to walk into schools and begin to shoot defenseless little kids is not normal. Truly, the love of many is growing cold. Amen. Now look at this here, look at this here. Mass shooting in America are becoming more common and more deadly. Now look at this, this is a a, a school shooting of just 2018 alone. Look at all this, just in 2018 alone. Now look at this next article, look at this, look at this. Gunfire ringing out in American schools used to be rare. And shocking. Now it seems like it happens all the time. Unusual. We've never seen nothing like this before, they're saying. Look at this video. Listen carefully to what he said. This is a police officer. This is a show about policemen and they, uh, they, uh, they, 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 they uncover and uh, solve homicides. Look at this man, not a pastor, not a religious figure, just a police officer. Listen to what he has to say. Take a listen. Having been here 25 years, as years go by, they seem like they're getting younger. 16-year-old kids committing homicides. I'm sure there were, but maybe not with the frequency of what they're doing it now. You hear what he said? I'll I'll say, he says, 16-year-olds committing homicide." Yeah, that's been that before, but not with the frequency we're seeing it today. There's always been homicides by teenagers, but what did this man say, a police officer? Not with the frequency we've seen it today, hello, pick the ears, that's Bible language. Are you with me? The rocks are crying out, friends, the rocks are crying out, I can't say it enough, the rocks are crying out that Christ is soon to come. The rocks. A few more, there have been more mass shootings than days in 2019. But they should destroy those who destroy the earth. The reality is today, we are there because we are destroying the earth and have the capabilities of destroying it. And just one button, the reality is this. Look at this, the economic uncertainty. The Bible says, for in one hour, such great riches to nothing. I just got this article from Ben Carson. There was on Fox News. Unemployment rates hit. Guess what the words are? Record high. You do know that, right? That the unemployment and the economic issues right now we're facing has never been record high here. Look at this one. Record 6.6 million Americans filed for unemployment last week. Look what this person says. We haven't in any of my lifetime, my parents' lifetime, seen this. This is truly unprecedented. If, if, if you walk out of here and, and steal a skull, you know, I, I didn't get it, I didn't get it then you are deliberately closing your eyes to what's happening in the world. All right, earthquakes, famines, and what? Pestilences, here we go. Look at this one here. This is uh, an article, Worldwide uh, uh, Surge in Great Earthquakes. Look at this, it's incredible. Between 2004 and 2014, 18 earthquakes with magnitudes of 8.0 or more rattled subduction, uh, subduction zones around the globe. Look at this. It's an increase of 265% over the average rate of the previous century, which saw 71 great quakes, according to the uh, report to annual meeting of the Geological Society. That is incredible. There have always been earthquakes, but not what we're seeing here, friends. Not with an over 260% increase of 8.0s. Famines, look at this. Famine, largest humanitarian crisis in the what? History of the UN. Look at this one, frequent, this, is, uh, this one just came out here in, uh, in May 13, soaring prices, rattling g- crops, coronavirus triggers global food crisis. The WFP has warned that up to three dozen nations could face, what's the word? Famines by the end of the year potentially pushing an additional 130 million people to the brink of starvation. This is unprecedented friends. Christ said it would happen with this intensity and frequency and it is in every aspect. We look at the weather, yes. We look at the economy, yes. We look at morality, yes. We look at famines, yes. Every area, every area, every area. There is not one. Every area of life, every area. Pestilences, the reality is, friends, Not long ago, people were dying from tuberculosis and those things were really the common death and all those type of things. But literally, just in the last century and so forth, we've seen the SARS, mad cow disease, bird flu, HIV, Marburg virus, Lyme disease, H5N1, LGV, Ebola, Zika, West Nile virus. And here, look at this, the time is coming out. Now look at this one here. This was back in 2017. You can't read that, but it says 2017. It says, warning, we are not ready for the next pandemic. And guess what? One came a few years later, and guess what we call it? Do I even have to expound on how the world has changed forever because of this? We've seen pestilence before, but nothing with the effect like the COVID-19. You know it, and I know it. Look at this here. I've never, none of us has ever seen an infection like COVID-19 that literally stopped the world. Unusual. Look at this one. New York Times, Paramedica, Documents, Battlefield Rage. We have never seen anything like this before. This is the same wording over 2014, 2015, 2016. There's always been things, but to the intensity and frequency like this, unprecedented. All right, last one here. Have you been so far? In every aspect of life, every aspect of life, Morality, economy, weather, finances, earthquakes, pestilences, diseases, famines. Every department the world says, never seen it before like this, never seen it before like this, never seen it before like this, never seen it before like this. this." And then Jesus said, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. The reality is that today we are living in that day with cell phones. Did you know that I had a a church member back in, 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 in Coleman, Alabama, and she was in Coleman, Alabama, and she was giving a Bible study to a man in Russia. That's incredible. My wife in little old Brookhaven, Mississippi, was giving her niece in Colombia, South America, a Bible study, friends. Truly the world is going to all the world. The reality is, with the satellites and TV and the Internet and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and all the phones there, I can literally right now go on Facebook Live and somebody from China could be watching this. God bless these ministries and we have amazing facts and 3ABN and It Is Written and Amazing Discoveries and Hope Channel and Secrets Unsealed and others that are literally preaching the, the, to, the, to the world the everlasting gospel. Adventist World Radio, the gospel is going to all the world. The reality is you can go to the most primitive place in the world, and they'll barely have any clothes on, but they'll have a radio. Someone that works for, for Adventist World Radio, let me share with you this quick story here. He says that in North Korea, North Korea. We are not allowed, of course. That country is, pff, no way, right? But here's this. Because the radio, wa- radio uh, waves travel lower than the TV, the, uh, the average world radio is able to, able to sneak into North Korea through the radio waves, and people are hearing the gospel in North Korea. Crisis soon to come. If I only had time to talk about the religious world, we'd be here for three hours. That's a study at another time. My point is this, not one aspect, not one aspect of the prophetic signs, in regards of whatever it is, is not happening today. Every single one of them, every single one of them, truly Christ is at the doorstep of coming, and many of God's people are asleep at the wheel, and God is calling us to wake up here. Can you say amen? There are some people who have not even been baptized, and they they come to church, and they haven't been baptized. I appeal to you, be baptized. There are some who have left Jesus, and they know they have, and they're Tinkering there to come back to him, come back to Jesus, please, friends, and get rebaptized. Can you say amen? Now is the time. Now is the time. The world is telling us Christ is soon to come. Don't wait. Don't wait. I end with these quotes by the Spirit of prophecy, and we're out of here. Here we go. Well, before then, look at this. Jesus' signs do not reveal He is here. They tell us that He is near. A good farmer knows that summer will produce a harvest. He watches the crops carefully, growing plants, opening buds, ripening fruit, all indicate harvest time is near. Jesus' end time signs in Matthew 24 and other places clearly reveal a ripening harvest. Here we go. Testimony of the Church, Volume 9. Take a look. Take a listen. Here we go. We are living in the time of the end. The fast-fulfilling signs of the times declare that the coming of Christ is near at hand. I believe what she's saying, and she wrote this over a hundred years ago. God showed her the the foresight, and today these, these, these words should resound in God's people to know this is true. What she's saying here is true. Amen. We just saw it. That the coming of Christ is near at hand. The days in which we live are solemn and important. The Spirit of God is gradually but surely being withdrawn from the earth. That's why the world is getting more and more more chaotic. Listen carefully. I don't have time to get into this, but let me say this quickly. It's not that God wants to withdraw. It's that the world is turning their backs on God. And God is a gentleman. And he He will step back and as God steps back, as the world wants it, then the enemy will come in and have a, a greater hold. And let me tell you, strange events will continue to happen. I guarantee it. We continue. The calamities by land and sea, the unsettled state of society, the alarms of war are portentous. They forecast approaching events of the greatest magnitude. Things are not going to get better. They're going to get worse. And if we can't hold on to Jesus now, What are you going to do? The agencies of evil are combining their forces and consolidating. They are strengthening for the last great crisis. What does she say? Great changes are soon to take place in our world, and they're already happening. Your freedoms are being taken away. You know it. I know it. The land beast is truly speaking like a dragon. I hope you know what that means in prophecy. If not, we can study that, are soon to take place in our world and the final movements will be what? Will be rapid ones. The conditions of things in the world show us that the troublous times are right upon us. Bold robberies are frequent occurrences, strikes are common, thefts and murders are committed on every hand. Look what she says, men possessed of demons are taking the lives of men, women and little what? Children. There's what's happening. Those who walk into schools and begin to boom, boom, boom on little kids, they're possessed by the enemy. Men have become infatuated with vice, and every species of evil prevails. Everything is about violence, video games, cartoons, movies, sports, everything is violence. Two more here, great controversy, page 589. Even now he, Satan, is at work in accidents, and calamities by sea and by land, in great conflagrations, in fierce tornadoes and terrific hailstorms, in tempests, floods, cyclones, tidal waves, and earthquakes, in every place and in every thousand forms. Look at this. Satan is exercising his power. He sweeps away the ripening harvest, and famine and distress follow. He imparts to the air a deadly taint, and thousands perish by the pestilence. She continues. These visitations, are to become more and more frequent and disastrous. And when they cry peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them. As the world is looking for a savior here on earth, God's people are looking for their savior to return. And he's almost here. That makes me happy. (laughs) All right. Everything in the world is in agitation. Is that true? It's true. The signs of the times are ominous. Coming events cast their shadows before. Calamity follows calamity by sea, by land. There are tempests, earthquakes, fires, floods, murders of every grade. True. Who can read the future? Where is security? There is assurance in nothing that is human or earthly. Amen. Rapidly are men raging themselves under the banner that they have chosen. Restless are they waiting and watching the movements of their leaders. There are those who are waiting and watching and working for our Lord. Which one are you? Those who are looking to earthly leaders. Oh, what will they do? What will the next president do? I can't wait to see they're going to save America. I don't know. But I know this, that Christ will be my eyes, will be what my eyes are. Another class, look at this, another class are falling into line under the generalship of the first great apostate. Few, few believe with heart and soul that we have a hell to shun and a heaven to win. Last one here, and we're out of here. Because we know that not the exact time of his coming, we are commanded to what? We are commanded to watch. Watch. Because God loves you and he wants you to be ready, that's why. Those who are watching for the Lord are purifying their souls by obedience to the truth, amen. It's not just, oh, let me just be event watchers and watch the Pope every second, whoa, whoa. whoa." But the reality for this is that as you're watching, your hearts are being transformed as you're drawing closer to Jesus and you're working to let others know that he's soon to return and he loves them. Can you say amen? She says, with vigilant watching, they combine earnest what? Earnest working, because they know that the Lord is at the door. This is why I'm preaching this, that God's people here and around the world can get to work. We don't need any more pew warmers. Amen. Their zeal is quickened to cooperate with the divine intelligence in working for the salvation of souls. As the world is in chaos and the world doesn't know what's happening, God's people know what's happening. Now learn the parable of the fig tree. When this branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, are we seeing it? Are we seeing it? then guess what? Know that it is near at the doors. We've been preaching this for a long time, friends. And the time is upon us where everything that Christ said would be happening before his return is happening with great intensity and frequency. and the world, the rocks are crying out the rocks. Never seen this before. Never seen this before. Never seen this before. Never seen this before. Every aspect, never seen this before. But are God's people watching and working? Making sure that Jesus is number one in the life. and then saying, God, use me, not to be a pew warmer, but to be someone that you can use. Now is the time, because the final events will be rapid ones. I believe that Christ will come sooner than people are expecting him to come, I tell you. And you'll be completely caught off guard. But God has put this message in my heart for you, everybody, to wake up, to wake up. You will never say that Pastor Robert never told me he was soon to come. I've told you. The world is telling you. The Bible is telling you. Today is today today is the day. Who here today wants to watch, pray, and work in God's vineyard? Anybody here? Amen. 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 God bless you. At home. Amen. This podcast is a service of the University Parkway Seventh-day Adventist Church in Pensacola, Florida. Our weekly podcasts are recorded every Saturday morning. Bible study begins at 9.30. The sermon begins at 11. You are invited to join us. We live stream the 11 o'clock service. You can catch that broadcast at our website, universitypkwy.org, or at live stream. A library of previous messages is available on our YouTube channel and on our website. Thank you for listening.